Welcome to the Tim and James universe. What is up, all you music fucks out there? Welcome back. It's been a while, but we're here with Keep the Tempo. That's right. Everybody's favorite new show. New-ish. Because yeah. we had, so, like, two new ones since then. Yeah, well, I, I know we started the trend of covering upcoming releases, like, in each month. But i got to be honest. I looked for, I think March is the last one he said we did. I looked at April and May, and there was not a lot there for me to cover for, like, coming releases. So we just kind of skipped it. Yeah. It's been a bit of a drought. But um, uh, finally, one of my most anticipated albums of uh, the last couple of years is finally out. So we're going to do our first ever uh, album review. I have listened to the album a few times through. I gave the buddy one song in particular that I thought he would enjoy. It kind of covered every aspect of this particular band. So I wanted him to get a feel. Uh, so we're going to hit hard with a review. That's right. And what's the band that we're, uh, you're reviewing, buddy? Um, today we are reviewing Industrial Metal uh, Legends Fear Factory and their new album, Aggression Continuum. Oh, fuck yeah. So I feel like I need to give a little bit <clears throat> of history with this album because uh, it, it it almost didn't come out. Yes, I remember. I remember you talking about it before. Um, oh, what? God damn it, dude! They're doing. Uh, so I don't remember when, but I guess I followed Metallica on Facebook, like fan page. All right. And I guess they're coming out with a new CD, one album, twelve songs, fifty-three artists. So it's a bunch of people covering their songs and so like miley cyrus is covering like uh fuck what was it no something no uh no let me go back they did that before haven't they oh oh nothing else matters Jason Bell, Sad but True. White Reaper, Sad but True. It sounds awful. Yeah, it's not good. Um, remember they had Avril Lavigne do Fuel? Once at like some kind of like wasn't it like a tribute show that MTV did like they would do like artist specials and they had like Snoop Dogg do Sabatru or something. No, I think that was when they got inducted to the Hall of Fame. I remember there was some kind of MTV special where it's like they had a bunch of different artists come out and play a Metallica song. Metallica was in the crowd and Hetfield was like it was so weird watching a chick sing one of my songs, but it was cool. 
No, but that's why I was saying I thought it was because of was that what it? I thought it, it was because they got inducted. Like yeah, they were just toasting or something. But I don't maybe, know. but it was like on MTV, whatever it was. Like you but, can look uh, it up on YouTube. That performance of uh, yeah, either way, it gets me red hot, and the buddy always sends it to me randomly. What do I send you? Do you send me that clip randomly sometimes, and it just makes me red hot. Of what? Avril Lavigne singing Fuel. I've never seen that. Yeah, what are you, you talking did. about? No, you sent me it once, and it pissed me the fuck off. I was like, God damn it. Yeah, I know. I mean, and you're like, oh, she's she, like, it's your favorite song, buddy, or it's, oh, she's ruining your precious band. And I'm just like, uh. Maybe? I don't remember that at all, I'm going to be honest. Um, it was like two years. I must, must have been something just browsing Twitter, and I saw it, and I didn't think about it later. Usually how things go when I send you something. I just, as I see it, I'm like, here you go, how's this? And then I never hear back. I go on Twitter right now and see like four things I sent, and the buddy didn't say a single thing. <laughs> God well, because, it. like, it, it notifies me once, but then I don't see all the shit together. So it's like, okay. And then, like, I'll reply. I I usually only browse Twitter, like, between, like, six and nine, and the buddy's sleeping. So I'll fucking send him, like, three or four things throughout the night, which he doesn't see because he's sleeping. <laughs> and then he'll yeah, wake exactly. up and not see it. So I was like, god damn it. I gotta, that's the only time I look, though. <laughs> so it's just like, fuck. There's some good shit, too. A lot of Twin Peaks memes and things. Yeah, and I was, trying to send you, I was trying to send you something that's like a Twin Peaks meme or something like, because I follow that that Signs Peaks page and like yes. they always combine Twin Peaks and, and Seinfeld and it just it pops me off. Um, all right, so a uh, little band history. Um, uh, the main uh, founding members were uh, Dino Cozeris, which I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, Christian Walbers, Raymond Herrera, and Burton Seabell. Those are like the four main guys, like when they broke through in like 92 with their first album, Soul of a New Machine. They hit it big when they released Demanufacture. That's like their big one, their tentpole one in 95. That one, that's the one that had the song in the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. That also oh, yeah. helped them get noticed. <laughs> um, so that was the band. And then throughout the years, as a lot of bands go, when you've been going that fucking long, there's people there's constant like people will fight people leave the band new people come in the band so um after the digimortal album in 2001 dino left the band who is he's like the main guitarist and like the one of the main creative minds right he left the band they released a bunch of albums and then again in 2008 or 9 dino and burton who was the vocalist had a reconciliation they started writing a new album, them two together with a couple other guys. I think that was, I think they had Gene Hoagland um, and was it Jed Simon? No, it was like, it was a drummer and the bassist from Strapping Young Lad. They got to come on the album. So it was like this, it was this merging of OG Fear Factory and Strapping Young Lad. Uh, and they came out with Mechanize, which honestly is, it, it's probably their best album since Demanufacture, I think. It's a hell of a, it was a hell of a comeback album because that was the first one in five years and the the album had, in 2005 wasn't very good. Uh. So it was like holy shit they're back. <gasps> and then two years later they had another album The Industrialist I think the same lineup super good too. Three years later in 2015 they came out with Genexus and then fast forward to 2021 um, we have a new album so six year gap. Fuck yeah. But but that just that means it's it's perfected, right? Well, actually the album was written uh twenty sixteen and Burton, at least Burton, recorded his vocals in twenty seventeen. Now 
the reason the album didn't come out is because there was a legal battle, uh, I believe, over the name Fear Factory. And it was it was between the two two other funding members, which I think were Raymond and Christian, the bassist and the drummer um, against. I'm not sure exactly like what the parties were, but I know it was definitely the two of them together, either suing Dino and Burton or like them separately or something. Some I'm sure I, I'm sure you could find the legal documents online because that shit's like public record, but it was it was going on forever, um, and it was preventing them from le- releasing any content under the name. Um, well, I just changed the name to Factory of Fear. I, there were t- I think there were like talks of just like releasing the name like under some like monolith name or something. Maybe that was the old album name. I'm not uh, I don't remember exactly. But there was talk, but also, like, it costs a lot of money to make an album, especially when you're, really. especially when you're a metal band, when you, it, buddy, it, it does. The, you know, the, the studio alone, like, the studio time is really expensive, and the, the label only covers so much of it. Again, unless you're, like, a Metallica or a, a Billie Eilish who just, you know, they just throw everything at you, right? Well, buddy, but, like, people, there's so many rappers and people that own their own studios. Why not just have their own studio? <laughs> it costs a lot. No, if it's your own, then you don't have to pay for studio time. How are you gonna buy? You pay for your own studio. You put it in a house. Just make your room, soundproof it, and put a microphone in there. Yeah, well, like, just ignore the buddy over there. It's not as easy as making it sound. Uh, buddy, we record a podcast. We know how difficult it can be. Buddy, this I'm literally on my laptop. Like, I, all I do is open up one thing, and there we go. Yeah, and you imagine trying to you know, plug it, play your guitar over your speaker and record it in a microphone? That's not how it works. Yeah, you get the fucking USB plug-in, you plug it in, that way you can hook the guitar up to it and it records you need, it. You need the fucking room with the goddamn soundproof. Or I'll plug it into my... Every, the boards. All right, yeah, anyways. I'll plug, I'll plug it into my phone. That's what GarageBand's for. There's an amp in there. God, there was that one artist we interviewed who made two really great tracks on GarageBand. Yeah, exactly. So the it, possibilities are endless. We'll listen to that artist interview. Uh... I, I'm sorry I wasn't in the episode, um, but the buddy handled it pretty well, I thought. Yeah, the buddy, yeah, the buddy had to work late that day. It sure did. Well, it, but it, the time was vital. You know, you could only get it at that specific time of the day. It's very true. And, uh, God, great tracks. Um, so, anyways, um, I think they – I think the think this case got settled. So, like, okay, fine, they're going to release the thing. And then all of a sudden, Burton C. Bell announced that he left the band. And it's like <laughs> – Huh? You're like the only one who's been there the whole time. Um, through, especially through all that. He's the voice of Fear Factory. Like, like that's when a singer leaves. It's always very. It's always like the biggest impact because sonically everybody thinks of the singer, right? A lot yeah. of, when if you play like a song, people and the intro goes on forever. Everyone always there's always that one guy who always says, "Where's the singing?" Yeah, but it also kind of backfires too because then it's like, oh, like oh yeah, disturbed, and then it's like oh hey, there's this new band that he started called Device, and it's like oh fuck yeah, and then it's like oh it's just disturbed because like they don't <laughs> change true. their they don't sing like Corey Taylor like Slipknot and uh, Stone Sour they do sound different. Granted, yeah. it's rock, but he does sing more like ballad like on that one. So there is a difference when you go to it. So it's not like oh this is just like Slipknot 2.0 or. <laughs> Just oh, these are the Slipknot songs. Like I like "Elect the Dead," the Surge's first single CD, but like you could tell it's System of a Down. And same thing with Darren's first uh, "Scars on Broadway." 
I liked it, but it's like you're you're both basically System of Down separate. Just stay together, damn it. Why couldn't you just make these two two System of Down albums? <laughs> like, but I you know, but I get it. So like, it, I guess if you like the artist, but I don't know. Like, uh, Chris Cornell was in Audio Slave, and what was the other band he was in? Soundgarden, the main one. Soundgarden. Yeah, but it's like his voice is. I mean, it's good. I'm not saying it's not good, but like. It's hard to like. Don't both those bands sound the different? The only difference is like Tom Morello guitar on Audio Slave. Pretty much. Yeah. See, but, but again, I'm not knocking his singing. I'm just saying like, <clears throat> y- you will want something different. Like, all of Creed dropped Scott Stab and went and did Alter Bridge, and they suck. So it's like, yeah, you need. The they had that one good song. Yeah, only good because Edge had it. It was a wrestling <laughs> song. Yeah. I, I literally know no other. Uh, song by Alter Bridge except fucking Metalingus. Are they doing a Creed reunion? I don't know. He don't need them, buddy. He dropped his solo album, remember? He did, but I keep seeing him sing Creed songs. A purpose for pain! Well, he's on TikTok, so I think he's just, like, duetting people singing Creed songs. Because, okay. like, it's almost like Nickelback. Now everyone's just, like, finally admitting, like, you know what? I love Creed. <laughs> it's, like, good. Dude, you, they were always good. Do you, uh, do you think he's seen that Mad TV ske- sketch in the boat? Oh, no. God, I wish. I know what I'm about. I love it so much. You did not. <laughs> so good. It is. Oh fuck. Um, yeah, right, so anyway. Every time I hear a song, oh, with arms wide open. Yeah, I know. Uh, so all right, so yeah, Burton left the band, which Dino had an interview on um, Rob Flynn's podcast, like the day after that, which Rob Flynn is the frontman for Machine Head. Uh, they're from Oakland. Sounds Oh, guys, pretty good. Um. My cousin's been in the two of their videos. Uh, so he's on the thing, and he's like, I found out when everybody else did that he left the band. Um, oh, wow. So what I, what, I, what I remember Dino saying is that at, due, to the, due to the hearing, um, I think Burton and Dino like owned 50% of the name. But somehow, throughout the trial, the 50% that Burton owned became vacant. So Dino oh, was what? like, yeah, Dino, I don't know, if that, maybe that was the ruling or what, I don't know what happened. Um, but Dino was just like, I need to fucking secure the rest of this. So, you know, because anybody could just get it, right? So he bought the other 50%, which, and he said, fully intending to to give it to, you know, Burton, to have Burton just pay pay him back, and then they would divide it up again. But, but can you imagine if you had swooped in and bought that 50%? <laughs> buddy, I would ex- expect you to be calm and cool-headed and, let, and believe me when I tell you. I just got it so no one else could. I'm going to sell it back to you. Um, uh, so he spent like all the rest of the money he had after all the fucking legal fees to buy the 50% of the rest of the name. And then Burton, I guess, just took it as like, oh, you're trying to usurp me too? Well, I'm leaving. And so, and then, which left Dino like, no, dude. Like, I mean, okay, I guess. I, I oh, guess that's what we're doing. Like a misunderstanding. Yeah. So right, right now the band... Um, Who's in the band? I know Tony Campos, who was the bassist for Static X. He's been in oh, the. He, yeah. he was like, he did bass on the last album, and it's like their touring bassist. Um, he's in the band still. Uh, so it's Dino, him, and Mike Heller, who's been in there since like 2012. He's the drummer. So that's the band as it is. No vocalists. So whenever they tour with this album, which I assume they intend to do, they're gonna have to find a new singer. Um, which is going to be very, very weird because it's been Burton since 92. Uh, 
it's gonna be really strange. But as it stands now, they got this album. He 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 had a, like a crowdfunding thing to get money to pay for the fucking production of this album because again he had to buy the name and also legal fees. So it was partially crowdfunded. He produced the album, remixed his stuff. Did you help? I don't remember if you did or not. I I did not with this one. Thank God. <laughs> um, I wouldn't hear the end of it. God, you're never. I I, I have DS9. I don't need anything else. I fuck I god damn it I hate Google News dude. Buddy gave away something for Digimon, damn it. Well from the episode? I don't know. From what I heard nothing at all happened. So well okay then maybe it's just a maybe that cuz it says Digimon Adventure maybe setting up Omnimon merciful mode and then it shows a picture of this giant Oh, I already told you that. Oh, okay. okay. That was a thing like from those um those little pocket what do you call it those like vital bracelets? Oh, uh, okay. They like they always include like ones that they're gonna show. Like there was some other one that they showed like later on after they came out. So it's like, oh, okay. So it's, I think that's what they're gonna introduce these later. And uh, that okay. was part. Um, but anyway, so yeah. Fast forward to 2021, the album was renamed from Monolith to uh, Aggression Continuum. Um, the first single for it was, I believe, Disruptor, which is track two on the album. Um. I'll say right now, like the the beginning of this album, it took a while to really get me. Mm. It start, the first song is Recode, which start with like a some sample. They use lots of samples, um, some kind of dialogue from. I assume it's like a movie or something. And it kicks into the song, and it's kind of like, yeah, this is kind of a, this is kind of what you'd expect from like a Fear Factory thing. Not super hard, and it goes into Disruptor, which the vocals are a little heavier. But again, like that was the first one that came out, and I remember hearing and going, ah, oh, this it's okay. It's not really keeping my attention, mm-hmm. um, which is it's weird. Normally, you, you don't start your album. You kind of put your best song at the beginning, um, but that definitely didn't happen here because when we got into track three, which was the self-titled Aggression Continuum, it starts to get. It starts to ramp up a little bit, um, but it was it, track four through ten is kind of the heart of this of the record and that's that's like where i'm I'm finding myself i'm starting on track four and just letting it play mm. not that the first three songs are bad or anything but having listened to fear factory is, is for as far as i could tell their entire existence i've heard all those before kind of like in a, like better in better styles yeah i do find myself um skipping them and the fourth fourth track purity um has a really really catchy chorus uh so for those who don't know fear factory they kind of pioneered the the harsh kind of death metal growl style but with uh more melodic clean choruses as far as i know they're like the first band that really started doing that and now everyone kind of does that uh a lot of bands do like they started that shit on demanufacture um which was like a genre-defying thing because they their first album, Soul of a New Machine, was pretty much a straight-up death metal. Um, they were a death metal band, and then they kind of go into demanufacture where they incorporated the melodic stuff without uh, sacrificing the heaviness of it. So that's where the industrial kind of blend uh, really kind of... Okay. Sorry. Um, so we get into Purity with a nice kind of chorus, and then we have... I guess I'll play a clip from this one. 
Um, this is probably it's it probably has the best name on the record. The song is called Fuel Injected Suicide Machine. Jesus Christ. Pretty pretty good, right? No, yeah, it's a pretty good name. This has a really really fucking sick uh riff. So let me go ahead and um share my thing with some audio. It shouldn't be too loud, but uh I mean I I have a mouse now, so I don't have to use the fucking touchpad on the laptop. Um Here's a little bit of fuel-injected suicide machine. You hear the, the 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 guitar just chugs through this song. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, uh, chugging is like the best word to describe the band because they have this very iconic guitar sound that no other band <clears throat> have really been able to. Uh, God damn it! I've really been able to recreate, uh, and a lot of bands have tried. There's a band called uh, I think it's Mechina that very heavy influenced uh, from Fear Factory. Um, but I remember Dino saying like there was he he had an amp that he like had somebody customize or something then he got it back and that was the sound on Demanufacture and he's always tried to get like more done that way but I think the guy who made it even kind of like I don't really remember what I did yep. so it's just yeah it's just one of those weird things that it just it just happened to be perfect um but very when you when you when a Fear Factory song starts you know it's them just based on the way the drums and the guitar sound. Gotcha. Um, so that was Fuel Injected Suicide Machine. Then we get into the song Collapse. Again, continues the chugginess. The, four through ten, it's mostly heavy stuff. There's even a song in here we'll get to, which reminds me of like even older shit. Um, uh, and then we get to track seven, which was Manufactured Hope. Now, this this song, I think I have some specific note about. I have like mostly notes about. Okay, yeah. Uh, I wrote this down just a few minutes ago. Uh, Manufactured Hope. This is like the epitome of what a Fear Factory track is. Super fast drums, along with a chugging guitar tone that is signature of FF. Uh, Burton's harsh vocals are great here, along with catchy clean sections. A great track. So this is what you listened to. So w- what did you think of it? Because I don't think you've really listened to a lot of Fear Factory before. Normally when I mention them, you just kind of scoff because it's something I love. Yeah, usually. And because I know right. it's your name, so then it's just like, all right. <clears throat> yes. Uh, no, like it started off like all right, but once the chorus hit, I I really like songs that like they can be screaming, they can be like you know growling, Argh! but like when the chorus is clean, like for some reason I like bands that are like that because then they generally they have good beats. Like the other day when I had you listen to that Arc Enemy song, like the music itself was really fucking good, but then you know she sang. Right, and then I recommended uh, Nevermore because you'll get you'll get that guitar sound because of the same guitarist, but with. Uh, kind of progressive vocals. Yeah, which I got. I'm gonna do that right now on my YouTube music, so that way they pop up when I do it. Uh, one word. No. Yes. Nevermore. There it is. Okay, bam. All right. So now I got them there, so I can go. God damn! Why does that picture look like it's from the 80s? <laughs> uh, I mean, they started like in the 90s and then went on. Ooh, they have a latest single, Fractured, 2021. 
What? Uh, they have a new single. Is it like a re-release? Because the singer's dead. It says latest release. Don't start fractured there. Single. To- no, I know that. I'm just saying they have a new. Okay. God damn it. I, have the, I, sent- all right, I don't even know how that's possible. I sent you the the picture because like they they look like it looks like an 80s picture. They look like like Pan- when Pantera took band photos. Just looks old as fuck. Oh yeah, that's definitely a very very old photo of them. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh, all right. Um, oh, weird. But no, so like I. I liked it. It was good. like it had good guitar, good everything going on, it. and then the chorus hit, and I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, there it is!" Like, I made me really like it. So if they have more songs like that, I'm definitely gonna check out. Like, this I mean, that that's definitely like I said, this is like the epitome of what you kind of hope to hear. Because this is like I was saying, this is what this is the song structure they've established, where super heavy melodic chorus sections to really you know catch you in, and then just when you've had enough of that chorus, boom, here come the drums again. Here's the guitar. Here's the harsher stuff. And then again into the more melodic like bridge, and then a chorus again, and then like an ending. So it uh, honestly, this band to me seems kind of like what you'd like. The heaviness level is right about where your limit, I think, is. Because again, you listen to Viking metal and stuff, and there's harsher vocals in that than there are in Fear Factory, especially in in these albums later on. Yeah, because like, uh, oh shit, uh, Slayer. Some of their music I like, but, like, the singing's too much, because like, I can't even understand it. Like, Raining Blood's a good song, but I, I have no idea what he's saying besides, Raining Blood! In the lacerated sky! <laughs> God damn it. They don't really scream, though. If, if, I don't know if it's a mixture of, like, just, it's a lot together. Because I saw them in concert, too. They were better in concert, but I still don't understand what he was saying. <laughs> Is that the show where you miss Megadeth? Yeah. God, that sucks. I know, because that's what I wanted for. I wanted to fucking make it. I wanted to, <clears> I wanted to be there for that shit, but then I thought they were going to headline, so like we got food instead, because we were both hella hungry. And it's like, ah, fuck it, let's get food first, and like, we'll show up for Megadeth. And like, we show up, there's a red curtain, and it's like, alright, cool, Like, you know, we missed them, oh well. We're just there chilling. And then it dropped, and it went, I was like, ah, Slayer! I was like, fuck! But I still enjoyed it. I mean, sometimes shit's is good live like pod like the, i know they're probably not really for you but uh you know of pod right like that rap of course, yeah 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 we okay. are we are yeah so like they it was kind of sad but like like they have like good songs but like they every song was like good live so they were like a good live band and i was like okay that's dope but then you know there were there were we're at and then they had like eight kids on stage to sing that and i was like ah you need more kids dude (laughs) (laughs) can't have eight kids just standing there looking scared as fuck like we are we are but whatever (laughs) what they oh no that was a pretty good show because i saw them in that show i saw buck cherry in that show uh papa roach headlined that and they, they filmed the music video there um and again like all Papa Roach's old shit's good. Their new shit, it's like, oh, what do you, what'd you become? This is a far cry from fucking Angels and Insects and fucking Blood Brothers. Uh, oh, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, the, even fucking uh, Loves Me Not. Like, I bought that CD. That was a good CD. And then after that, it was like, okay, you had one or two good songs, you know. And then it went to like, oh, Getting Away With Murder. Oh, all right. And then it went to even more shit. And then now he doesn't even look the same, dude. He's all emoed out, skinny, tattooed, the stupid fucking, like... Uh, feathery hair like dude your head was shaved you would fucking yell fucking and smack the fucking microphone in your head like you're a fucking far cry from that 
Billy Eilish apologizes for using racial slur in resurfaced video. I am appalled and embarrassed. She's also probably <clears throat> she did that she was a kid. She's probably like fourteen. It's she also stupid. That... When oh, you see the context, here's the context. The resurfaced clip, which has recently been circulating on social media, shows the singer mouthing the words to Tyler the Creator's song "Fish," which included a racial slur. Here's the thing: I feel like if oh, you wow. don't want people saying stuff, don't put it in a song that people sing along to. Yeah, especially if it's catchy, like you know, I can't, I can't repeat Coolio songs or or Snoop Dogg songs. You know what I mean? But I feel like you should because songs Song. are meant to be sung along to. If you don't want someone to say a word, don't put a word in there. Like, did you ever see, uh, oh, fuck, I forget who it was, but it was a clip of he brought, like, the the rapper brought, like, a white girl on stage to sing the lyrics to the song, and she said the N-word, and then he's like, whoa, 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 and then, like, he got mad about it. Like, Like, what do you, like, what? That was a trap. No, I know, and it was like, huh? Like, it's so, everything's so stupid, dude. I feel like context should be more important to people than what the fucking word people say. She she literally did nothing wrong. She mouthed singing <laughs> along. She didn't say right. it out loud. She didn't say it to somebody. That That is 100% fine. Yeah. yeah. Damn, and we know what we're talking about. Yeah. People... I'm white, and he's half white. Yeah, exactly. So listen to us. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, moving on. Um, all right. Here's another song I'm going to play a little bit of. Uh, Switching gears. (laughs) (laughs) On a second glance. uh, (laughs) um, uh, Track eight, Cognitive Dissonance. I also have a little bit of... I wrote some stuff uh, as I was waiting for the buddy to get ready. I was starting with these kind of last songs. Um, I wrote, opens with a cybery synth kind of vibe that leads into what I think may be the heaviest riff on the record. In fact, this song as a whole is probably the heaviest track here. Okay. Um, I know you didn't listen. This is the song immediately after the one you listened to. Oh, nice. Um, so I'll start it. Was was the last song I played like good volume for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll leave it right there then. Um, so all right, I'm gonna start this. A couple seconds in, you'll get the cybery vibe into the uh, riff, and may, I might skip ahead just a little bit to see. But uh, here we go. That's fine. Um, be, because talking interrupts like the music. I just wait until you're done playing, and then I'll talk yeah. about it. All right. Uh, so here, cognitive dissonance. Here we go. A little bit. I'm not hearing anything. You're not sharing your screen. Okay, hang on. I thought I did. <laughs> no, I just I wanted to catch it before the song really. Yeah, let me going. go back. All right, here we go. Okay, here we go. Okay. <laughs> We're still new to this, everybody. All right. <laughs> yeah, four right. years in. Yeah, cognitive dissonance. Well, this 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 style. This is new. That's very true. This is like this year I discovered yeah. it. bit of that one and the, the heavy i don't i don't think there's like a melodic breakdown in this one this one's kind of straight heavy through and through i like the fucking drums in it though oh, if, buddy if you like the drums here that is the fear factory staple just fucking blazing double bass pedals on that shit and it has always been that way um 
I've always wanted Fear Factory stuff in the Rock Band games, but they just they never got him in there. Well, I mean, yeah. You you could probably find mods. People did that shit. I don't. People would be playing random ass songs like. Oh no! Yeah, I I tried. I, there was like Frets on Fire was like the most commonly done PC like version of, rock, of Guitar Hero Rock Band or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I and I got it, but they were always the ones I could find. Like I'd go to like a forum because that's where people would post them. But the links would be out of date or. It was just uh, charted bad. It didn't really feel like Rock Band. You felt when you're playing an expert, you actually feel like I feel like I'm actually hitting these notes the, the way it's laid out, especially with the drums. Like I feel like I'm actually keeping the beat the way that it's supposed to. Not okay. the case with, and you're kind of limited to whatever difficulty they pick. Like people won't make, you know, varying difficulties. They'll just make one, and it could be easy, it could be medium. You know, you're at the yeah. mercy of it. Um, so I never really got to do that. Um. So yeah, that song's really good. Monolith. Um, this one slows it down a bit. Uh, mostly melodic style vocals throughout most of this, because we've had like four consecutive songs, which is the heaviest kind of portion of the album. So they slowed it down with Monolith, which was originally the title of the album, but then it got changed to Aggression Continuum. Mm. Uh, um, and then we end on the seven-minute track called End of Line, and I have here written down Really strong finish for the album. Mixes a lot of Fear Factory styles into one song. Some vocal styles similar to their first album, Soul of a New Machine, being that it's pretty harsh, like kind of death vocal style. Uh, and a very catchy chorus. Um, and since the buddy here was saying how much he likes the choruses, I'm going to play the chorus section of End of Line, which I have marked down here. So let me go to where it is. We'll start here where it's a bit heavy and it leads into it. So it's this time I'm going to share my audio. All right, here we go. So there's a segment from the last song of the album, End of Line. Here we go. So there you go, end of line. What do you God, think? Pretty, fucking pretty good. Nah, Fuck yeah. Again, just the fucking drums, and then when he goes to that clean, the clean on lyrics, it's just like, oh fuck. I know. I mean, this is my this is my favorite band. Just so everybody knows, like again, like my name is Zero Signal from the Demanufacture album. Uh, I fucking love this this band, and this shit is exactly everything I love about heavy music, but also mixing in melodic stuff. Um, and they do it better than anybody. So, um, yeah. Uh, basic grade for this album. Uh, every track kind of got better for me, which I feel is a really, really good sign of things. Um, it doesn't break the mold, I guess. Uh, when you expect the Fear Factory album, like, and you listen to it, like, yeah, this sounds like the new Fear Factory album. Um, I, I don't know what our rating system is, but I'll, let's go out of five. Uh, I give it a solid four out of five. 
That's not fucking bad. It's not bad. Uh, it's just because it had the slow start to the album. If it started right off the gate with something like track four and then on, like this, this would have been a fucking five out of five. Okay. Um, but I'll tell you what, after all the fucking trouble, the constant legal battles, the, the wondering of, are we even going to get another album? Is, is, is this just the end? We actually got one last album with Burton. And I mean, we'll see what happens from here. Maybe the fucking next guy they get is better. Who knows? Maybe he'll fit just as well. Dino is is said he's he's looking. He's he's been auditioning people. So uh, we'll see what the future holds. Yeah, I mean, look at um Journey. No, well, uh, but I haven't heard any new. I just keep yeah, hearing... they're writing those those old songs. I mean, fuck it, might as well, right? Uh, yeah. No, the uh uh. He'll switch. Uh, Camelot. Like yeah. I know, I know you liked the original guy, the, or the middle guy, the one who did like the opera. But like, I do like them both. Yeah, but I mean, like, they still moved on, and they still have a good, like, a good singer currently. So it's like, I mean, that's all you can really hope for with this if they get a new singer. And again, Arch Enemy. I don't. I've never been a fan, but they do have their fans, and they change vocalists too, and they're still going. Um, oh. Really? I thought it was been the woman the whole time. No, it, no, it is. It's a woman both times. They changed though. Like the oh. first one was uh, what was an Angela Gasau or something, and then now the new one is <sighs> I can't remember her name. Um, uh. but there's there's like a blonde one, now it's a woman with like blue hair. But they changed like. Oh, I thought that was just for the video. Oh, okay. Six years, six, yeah, it was a different person, v- oh. like Vanessa Glues or something. I I can't remember. Um, but yeah, but I couldn't tell the difference. Really? Again, I then that's this is from someone who doesn't really listen to a lot of them. I heard like a couple of their songs on some kind of Roadrunner CD that came out, and I was like, eh, it's not for me. And then I saw like, oh, they changed the singer. And I listened like, yeah, it's still not for me. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, Battle Beast that we talked about a couple episodes ago. They had a woman singer for like ever. Then they got like their first CD, and then like she left, and then they got the new one, the one that I played when I discovered that CD. So like mm. to me, that's an I haven't listened to the old stuff, but to me that's an improvement because. She can fucking sing. Well, there you go. Yep. All right. Well, I guess this is a perfect time to talk about the TJU album coming soon. <laughs> I could do I could do a really super quick rundown of albums coming out this month if the body wants. There's only there's a few. Uh, nah, that's all right. Okay. Is any of note? Is there anything like you like coming out, or is it yes? Just... All right. Uh, well, talk talk about the ones you like rather than like. Yeah, that, I wasn't gonna go through the whole thing. I was just gonna. Finish. Oh, okay. Um, the Buddy Likes Atreyu. They had an album come out June 1st. Oh, fuck. Called Baptize. Um, yeah, that's my list. Uh, a band I really like, Flotsam and Jetsam. They were like an 80s thrash band who, like, no one's ever heard of them, but like all their albums are really super good. Um, they had an album come out June uh, 4th called Blood in the Water, which I was not aware of. It's their 14th out, uh, record. Jesus I'm, Christ. I need to find, I need to listen to that. Um uh, but see, buddy, like uh, the fourteen times that they get easy studio time. So why is it so hard for? There's <laughs> not a legal battle going on, draining all their funds. <laughs> um, God damn, it's a lot of CDs though. Four green times. Jelly. Does Green Jelly sound familiar? It sure does not. I know Green Day. They're like a, they're like a comedy rock band. They did like the soundtrack for Maximum Carnage on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> oh wow. They had an album come out called Garbage Band Kids. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Uh, King. I think I mentioned these guys before just because of the name, but King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard had an album come out. <laughs> uh, I know. 
Um, Machine Head has an EP come out on the 11th. Um, uh, uh, Fear Factory, obviously, this came out on the 18th. Halloween has a new album, self-titled, coming out. I think that's one of Jericho's favorite bands. Oh. Um, Beartooth. I think I've heard that. That sounds... I've heard one song by them, I think, and it's like, all right. I don't they're think it's hardcore. your type of rock. No, they're hardcore punk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Scale the Summit, which is a, a, a instrumental progressive band, so it's no, no singing. But they had an album come out on the 25th called Subjects. Um, and Dark Throne has a new album coming out also on the 25th called Eternal Hails. So the buddy will be checking that out. Don't know if I'll review it, uh, but... Uh, I will be checking that out, and I'm also looking up Flotsam and Jetsam right now. Well, fuck it. I mean, if you end up liking this the CD, then talk about it. But if you're just like, eh, it's whatever, then yeah, we don't need to. Yeah. All right, but yeah, I think that'll uh, that's the month of June, and I'm looking at July. Um, anything interesting on July? Not a lot there, so probably won't be doing anything for July. <laughs> uh, there is a song that I need to listen to that I might review on here if the buddy's down. Uh, hold on. I got want to get this correct. Let's see. Because it's crossing over. Uh. Uh. Oh, there we go. Uh, shit. Oh, there we go. Uh, Mike Shinoda and Matt Heffy from Trivium have a new song. God damn it. Called In Defiance. So, uh, combining two of the buddies' favorite fucking bands, so... Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna have to to listen to that, and I will let you fucking know. I've been listening... I started listening to the beginning of this first Flossom and Jetson song, and god damn, buddy, the the speed has not left them. (laughs) Fuck me. God damn it. Still really good. It's all still the same people from the eighties, like all the old. Folks. I don't know if it's all the same people, but it's the same vocalist uh, at least. I know I could tell that. Um, stupid name, but that album cover is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's like a it's like a nautical thing, isn't it? I flotsam and and jetsam or letsam. Flotsam and jetsam. It's like a nautical thing. I feel like. I have no idea. Well, let's bring up the old uh, chrome. Fucking flotsam and. Jets. The wreckage of a ship or its cargo found floating, washed up by the sea. All right, uh, it just brought me the band right away. So yeah. Oh fuck yeah! Well, I only searched the first term. Oh. Uh, Jetsum is unwanted material or goods that have been thrown overboard. Yeah, it's all about ship wreckage, things thrown overboard, shit like that. So yeah, it does not cool. That's dumb. Buddy. <laughs> Who cares the shit? The fucking thrash is heavy. That's all I want. All right. Yep. And we'll see you. On the next album. Mario, turn that racket back down. Can't you see I'm trying to read? Well, I want to listen to music. This record's hot. Wow, that sure was a great episode, huh, gang? If you liked what you heard, and why wouldn't you, interact with us on social media. Follow us at TNJUniverse on Instagram. That's TNJUniverse. Or find us individually at Sandman Rios on Instagram and ZeroSignal316 on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll see you next time. Fuck yeah!